we have two chemicals in our body that help to produce feel-good feelings as well as help stabilize us and such. But there are endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. So dopamine, you get that little hit of dopamine whenever you accomplish something or you, you finish something. It's that feel-good feeling that you get whenever you've completed anything. Other, other things can cause dopamine like likes on Facebook or, or gambling or whatever. Whatever gives you that sort of rush, feel-good feeling. Dopamine is responsible for that. And then there's oxytocin, which is sort of that lovey feeling. You can get it from giving somebody a nice hug. Giving somebody you love a hug, an embrace, or a kiss. Oxytocin releases in your body for that. And then there's endorphins, which can be released when you're running or doing physical exercise. It's that thing that releases that helps you move on. Have you ever walked two miles or went for a run and you felt really good when it was over? When it was over, you felt amazing. You felt like a million bucks. And then later on when it was over and your body came down, suddenly everything hurt and ached and your body was sore. What kept you feeling good were the endorphins. And then there's serotonin. Serotonin is that mood stabilizer. And I I wanted to talk a little bit about, about that piece. And you see, because that piece, the serotonin piece, is what a lot of people think is the cause of depression. And I don't know if the science is 100% behind um, that serotonin is 100% the cause. It, it certainly seems to be implicated, and I'm not a scientist or an expert. So, so ch- choose to, if you, if you listen to me, you can hear me and take, take my word for it. But I also say, you know, you really ought to do some research and, and see for yourself what you think and see what the experts are saying but they believe that serotonin might be a cause, and I, I don't know if it's 100%, but like I said, it certainly seems implicated. And I wanted to talk more about depression, because I feel like depression still has a negative stigma in the world. Mental health seems to have a negative stigma still in the world, and I feel like it's something that a lot of people experience. There's a lot of people with depression, and it It hits home for me in my life because I have also experienced depression. And it seems like it's worth talking about. I feel like there are some people out there that could get some value out of just discussing depression a little bit by relating how it's affected my life and what it's means, what it has meant, rather, to me. Um, So depression which some people may not realize, is not about feeling sad. It's not about the the blue, sad feelings. Depression is not about that. Depression is about not being able to feel, not knowing how to feel. It's about feeling numb, emotionally numb. And that becomes something sort of problematic to describe. You see, in life, things can knock us down and things can get us down and there's plenty of things in life where we can feel blue and sad and those things occur. Life occurs. 
you will at some point feel sad in your life. Somebody may pass away that you care about. You might not get that promotion that you wanted. You might not get to where you thought you would be in life. There's so many reasons why people could feel blue. And that's natural. That is a part of it. And it, it does not usually stick around long. It's sort of like a cloud. It moves over your head and then it will pass. Being sad is just something we have all experienced. And that should not be confused with depression. Depression is not about feeling sad or blue. So, and that becomes something that's very difficult for people to describe and relate. And when somebody tries to say, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, why do you feel, why do you feel depressed and all that? And, and how do you describe it? it? It's very difficult to describe if it's something that you have not experienced. It's, it's very difficult to understand. I know when I was a teenager and I started experiencing uh, symptoms of depression and I tried to uh, relate it to my parents, I know it was not something that they were able to wrap their head arounds or understand. They were trying to figure out what was it that made me depressed. And I think that's the key point here to, to say is that it's not always about, and it usually is not about, something that made you get to that point. It's not. This is where they think that maybe the, the imbalance of serotonin levels in your body could be attributed in that your, your body has not been able to regulate or stabilize a good level of serotonin, and maybe that imbalance is the cause. And I don't know. I cannot say that for certain. I certainly didn't like the idea of that, uh, of it being something that was out of my control and something that would require medication. I never liked the sound of that for me, but it very well could be. But trying to describe to my parents what it was that I was experiencing, and they were desperate to try to understand what it was that has made me feel this way. So I wanted to clear up for a lot of people that maybe you know somebody that is depressed, or, or maybe you feel depressed. I don't know, but it's not something that happened. It's not something that you experienced. It's not something that anybody did. It cannot be pointed to this is what has made me depressed. This is what has happened to me in my life and this is why I'm depressed. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Feeling depressed is depression is not feeling sad or blue or, or anything like that. It is about not being able to feel and being emotionally numb. And this can cause feelings of great anxiety. It can also lead to people feeling like they are unworthy, that nothing in life matters. It can make people feel suicidal. And this is why it's so important to talk about, because there's so many people who experience depression who don't seek help when they should be. There's people out there that don't talk about it openly to their friends and family and their loved ones when they should. Because these sorts of things, why go through it alone if you don't have to? If you have a support system that you can talk to, you need, need, need to talk to those people for support. If you're worried about talking to your loved ones, or let's say you do not have a good support system in your life, then perhaps it's time to reach out for an unbiased, 
an unbiased ear that you might be able to speak to or a professional, like a school counselor or a therapist or a psychologist or somebody at a community center, somebody who is just biased that you can unload your thoughts and your worries on and you don't have to worry about them judging you or making you feel bad or or feeling shame or something because there seems to be a real shame uh, with this idea of being depressed like you know why are you feeling this way and you shouldn't be feeling this way and and like I said there still really is around mental health a real negative stigma and it's something that really we should not ignore and depression has become far too common uh, for this still to not be spoken about openly and honestly and so really it has also affected my own life and I wanted to talk a bit about how it's affected my own life but you know when I was a teenager um, I began to feel very depressed I felt like nothing mattered, I felt I didn't matter, and I felt like I wanted to die, I no longer wanted to be here, I no longer wanted to experience life, I no longer wanted to do it, I, you know, I always had problems sleeping, a little, bit of an, a little bit of an insomniac, I'd be up all night long, and my brain was always racing and going a million miles a minute, it would never stop, and... Uh, my brain would never slow down enough to let me collect myself, collect my thoughts. It was always just moving and going, and I felt a great level of anxiety, high level of anxiety that would just never go away. Uh, social anxiety, where I never felt comfortable around other people, and I always felt like I was being judged by other people even though there was no evidence to really say that was the case all the time, although there certainly was some bullying in school growing up for a large portion of my school life, which uh, could definitely be attributed to my low levels of self-esteem, which didn't help. But my depression was something that I did not understand until I read a book. It was called, I can't, I, excuse me for not remembering the author's name, I apologize, but the book's name is called Undoing Depression. And it was a book that I read, I think, when I was 18 years old. And it put depression into sort of a good uh, perspective for me. You know, my parents did not understand depression and did not understand how it works. And that was the one thing that they did, uh, aside from helping me find a therapist and stuff, which I did go to for a time. But they did help me get this book. And it was called uh, Undoing Depression and it was very helpful and it spoke in great detail about what all the things that I'm talking about here today and it also sp spoke about how depression was not about feeling sad which is, was something that I did not understand to see in my mind you know and I think in a lot of everyone's mind they all seem to think that feeling depressed and depression is about feeling sad and feeling bad and and all that, but no, it's not that blue, sad feeling. It is not being able to feel. It's about feeling numb, and how do you describe that? It's very difficult to describe that, but it is very real, 
and it's something that needs to be acknowledged and we need it needs to be heard you see I did not know how to feel I had all of these feelings of anxiety and and, and worthlessness and then on top of it all there was just this continuous constant never-ending feeling of just numbness like a heavy cloud that sat over me all the time just feeling completely numb and alone and worthless and the only thing that I knew that I wanted to do was I didn't want to experience it anymore and I had made the decision that I wanted to die I did and that's difficult for somebody that's 18 and 19 and and I had even experienced some of that earlier on in my life but a young person saying that they don't want to live when they've got all of their life ahead of them and so many things to look forward to and do and experience and I mean they're just getting started you know when I was 18 I felt like I was getting older and felt like I knew everything and understood everything but really looking back on it now pushing 40 you know I realized that 18 you're still a young kid you're still a baby for all practical purposes I know in the law that you're considered an adult but if you're 18 and you're listening and you've experienced depression and hopelessness and wanting to die I'm telling you 18 is young 18 is so long young and you've got all this life and time ahead of you and gosh to feel those thoughts that I did to experience those thoughts that I did and have them and and really mean it I mean I had gone so far as to write a, a suicide note and everything and I began planning it going through all of the all of the steps you know you you come up with the plan you write down your your note and then the next step was to do it I can honestly say going to a counselor going to a therapist was something that probably saved my life it probably did and you know I honestly told him about the note that I had written and about my plans and one by one he was knocking off how my plans would not work one way or the other you know no oh I'd I'd you know I'd jump I'd go up top of a tall building and I would I would jump off and he'd say well well there's not really any any tall buildings in the area and I, you know, I'm a young kid, and I'm thinking, well, shit. And then and I was thinking, well, I would just, I would just go uh, out back, and I would, you know, I'd put some material in the, in the tailpipe of the car, and I would just let the, let the carbon, carbon dioxide or whatever it is, the, you know, the, the fumes of the car, I would let that just put me to sleep, and then I would end it that way. And he's like, well, but if you do it in the garage, I mean, you've got a dog that live in the house, and you would. You could possibly, you know, kill somebody else that's in the house. And then I was, I was thinking, well, shit. It seemed like I was powerless, and and there was no way that I actually could end my life. And you know, even though I know now what he was doing, and obviously, if there's a way, if there's a will, a person desperate enough will find a way. But in my young mind, it was just sort of that thought process that. You know, you're not thinking clearly. You're not. And this uh, therapist, he stifled my plans one by one, and he did a really good job. And you know, I, I know looking back on it now, I know I know what he was doing. But at the time, it was like a blow to my sales. And and I'm glad that he did because I don't know that 
I would still be here if I did not go see a therapist. So if you're experiencing those things and, and those, those thoughts in your life, you, you really do need to reach out to somebody. You really do. And another part, I was lucky enough to, to meet a really good friend in my life at the time. I had just moved to a new area uh, when it got really bad in my life. I had moved away from all, the, all my friends and all the, the life that I had known up until then. And, you know, you're going through all those changes and emotions in your life at that time. Not only are you graduating high school, but you're, you're, you're faced with this idea that you're going to have to pick what you want to do for the rest of your life and, and go to school and, and, and life is just, you're just right there at the edge of really starting your life. And there's a lot of pressures, even more today for the kids that are, that are younger now. I, I can only imagine the pressures and all that are even worse. But, you know, I was at that point in my life when I really, really faced a, a heavy, heavy cloud of depression. And I had experienced it intermittently throughout my life. But the period of from around 18 years old till about, I don't know, maybe 25, we'll just say. And probably not even, yeah, we'll say 18 to 25. We'll just go that route. But it was a heavy, heavy, heavy cloud of depression. And I really did uh, experience a lot of suicidal thoughts. And, and going to a counselor for me really helped. But also, you know, around 18 or 19, I had met a really close friend of mine um, who also played a really uh, key factor in, in helping me and, and bringing happiness to my life. And, and I feel like that's also the key is you need to reach out to your support. You know, it doesn't have to be your family. And it doesn't always need to be a professional. Although the professional, I will say, is probably the best place that you could, you could go. But sometimes just having a, a friend, any friend, even if you only have one friend, you know, um, it's one of those things where you need to be able to unload your emotions and your thoughts, and you need to have somewhere to put it and have that support. And, you know, if I didn't have the support in my life, uh, I don't know if I would still be here. And that's an, a terrible thought. Because since then, all the things that I've had in my life, and the family that I have, and, you know, my, my daughter that I have, I, I would have missed out on all that. So in, in your life, if you are experiencing depression, if you've had some of these symptoms, if you feel just emotionally numb, if a lot of times you just feel sad and, and, and depressed, and if you have ever felt just being absolutely worthless, and that you just are not worth anything, or if you had all these things that you enjoyed in life and you, and you just don't seem to enjoy them anymore, and the things that brought you joy just don't seem to do anything for you anymore, you just don't get any joy out of life at all anymore. And if you've ever experienced suicidal thoughts, I am telling you, I am asking you, I am begging you that you need to get help. You, I'm telling you now, there is nothing... Um, special about what you're going through 
I know it feels like the whole weight of the world is on you, but there's so many people that experience the same thing all the time. And I know it feels very personal and very individual for you, but I'm telling you, people have been there. People have experienced it. People have gone through it, that, that worthlessness, that feeling. I'm telling you, other people have experienced it too, a lot of people. And I know perhaps you're thinking that you know, you, you're a very intelligent person and what is there out there that anybody's going to say to you that's going to be of any help? There's absolutely no help out there for you and you've convinced yourself of that. And I'm telling you, there is help out there when you are ready for it. When you are open to the process, when you're ready to experience it, when you've said, you know what, I, I'm done feeling this way. I just, I don't want to live this way anymore. When you make that decision... When you just to say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to feel better. I'm ready to not feel this way anymore. I think that's the first key step in anything. You know, and they say the steps of recovery and, and, and substance abuse and all that. And I say, you know, the first key step is to admit you have a problem. Well, I would say the first key step of, of uncovering your depression and working on it is just admitting it to yourself that, you know what, you're, you're depressed. You're sad. You feel that you are worthless and you're not worth anything but but you are you're just as worth just as much as anybody else this life is a short short process it's our lives are short and precious and you know we're 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 all just floating around on this on this blue ball out there and floating in a sunbeam in some small negligible suburb in a, in a galaxy with not a whole lot of life seemingly around us. And that seems to make life even more precious that we might have been given this thing that might seem rare. Of course, it might not be as rare out there in space as we're thinking, but anyway, life truly does seem to be this precious thing. And it, and there's so many things to look forward to and do and experience and to miss it especially on those things that you you don't even know what's going to happen to you in the future you don't know what life's going to have in store for you you have absolutely no you're saying that 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 life is worthless and there's no point to anything well how do you know you don't know what the future holds you don't know what could happen I know for me, if I had just stopped and given up and not continued on, there's all sorts of amazing and wonderful things that I would that I have come to experience, and I never would have had a chance to experience any of it. It would all have been gone. I never would have had that chance. And also, if you're somebody that believes in the other side, and you're somebody that believes in life after death, it would seem to me not dealing with your issues, not dealing with them, not settling them, not helping yourself... How do you know that stuff isn't all just going to come with you to the next side? You're not handling anything. You're not solving anything. It's still it's still you. You have an issue. You have a problem. You're depressed. You're feeling hopeless. And the only way to handle it is to face the problem head on. So please, if you've ever experienced any of those symptoms and you've ever had thoughts about suicide, please, please, please seek help because you are worth it more than you realize and there's so much so much to look forward to 
So sorry to drop this heavy load on everybody today. I know that's a heavy topic, and but it's worth talking about. It's worth hearing. And if you know anybody in your life that is experiencing these things, then please remember to be an ear for these people. Please remember to listen. And, you know, sometimes listening, it needs to be just that. And there needs to not be uh, sometimes uh, anything said back. Sometimes you just need to listen and be open and let people just unload all their feelings and their thoughts and all that stuff. And sometimes that can be the greatest help as well. So everybody have a wonderful day. Be good to each other. Hug your loved ones. See ya.